Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, April 11th, and we are going to have a high of minus two today. And it's going to be a good day. In the Edmonton area. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Everybody's flowing into the live show. We stream live every morning on the Podbean app at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Um and of course, I see all the familiar faces. Um, a lot of the faces that we saw this weekend. Yes. Um, all the weekend. Various events. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking with Gabby about it uh, last night. And it's just like, we go from like years ago, it was, I don't know how I word this, but like years ago, it was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm you know, hey Gab, I'm going to be speaking at this event or um, you know, I was invited to speak on this podcast or this or that. And now it's just like, uh, okay, so today I've got this speaking engagement. Tonight I got this. Tomorrow I'm going to be on this. Tomorrow I got this. Tomorrow I got this. And it's like literally, I'm just talking either on a podcast or a sub- webinar or something. Seems like twice a day these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at some events, so it's it's it's, it's interesting. Um, and then you, you, we're meeting so many new people. Like yesterday, yeah. at um at our fix and flip um, meetup, meeting so many people for the first time that I've been just. In, chatting with online for yeah quite some time yeah definitely yeah pretty cool yeah indeed um the weekend was 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 pretty was pretty awesome actually so uh friday we uh friday had our friday night live friday 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 live (laughs) friday night live live training um so we covered uh value add renovations that was really good if you guys missed that the value at renovations for your rental properties. Um, go and check that out on our real estate investing masters Facebook page. That'll be up and available for, we'll probably be taking it down tomorrow. Right. So you can watch the replay up until about tomorrow. Um, that was really good. Lots of people showed up to that. And then Saturday morning, uh, we were part of Calvin realty's, uh, flip tour. Mm-hmm. So they did, um, a flip tour, five flip properties in Edmonton and area. Flip and burr. Flip and burr. Um, and we were the first stop hosting the first property. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. It was like the, everybody was like registering there too. So like as people were pouring in in the morning, there was just like so much buzz. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they raised a bunch of money for Habitat. Two, uh, 2050 bucks. Pretty cool. Yeah. So there was a lot of money raised for Habitat for Humanity. Um, I I got to see a lot of people. There was two groups of 40 people. Yeah. So 40 people come through and then another group of 40 people come through. Um, a lot of fun that we had a little after party afterwards. Um, had a couple drinky poos, a couple slices of pizza. So that was cool. And then uh, went home and then did it all over again uh, yesterday on Sunday. So we, we double booked this weekend. So we, we ended up having a two, two fix and flip kind of meetup things. Yeah. Um, so Sunday we had our fix and flip meetup, uh, investor meetup at our other property in Leduc. Yes. Um, so that was, that was awesome. I think we had about 50 people show up to that. Yeah. That was fun because that was the first time people got to see this property because mm-hmm. the, um, St. Albert one, we've, we had already hosted a meetup there, yeah. um, early on in the renovation. So, um, some people were coming in for the second time and seeing the progress, which was awesome. But yeah, for the Leduc flip, it was, yeah, our first time showcasing it. So everybody's heard all the stories and, um, you know, seen the, the social media stories and stuff on it, but yeah, it was the first time getting in. So that was cool. Hmm. And it was reassuring to hear everybody say, I don't smell any smoke and I don't smell any cats. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) So when you buy a property that has been smoked in for probably decades and, um, had cats running the house and using it as their washroom, you can get rid of that smell. Thankfully. (laughs) Yeah. Thankfully. Mind you, we did, you know, tear it down and, you know, take out all the flooring and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, and they've been they've been washing the walls and stuff yeah. too. So I mean all the porous materials all gone, um, for the most part, except for the drywall. They've been scrubbing it and yeah. Starting to prime. So 
Um, and then tonight, uh, speaking of being on things all the time, um, tonight I'm actually going to be uh, co-hosting uh, a little bit of a round table, a rent-to-own round table with Barry McGuire um, in Barry McGuire's Facebook group. Um, there is going to be Barry's going to be there, Andrea Workington, Neil Taniguchi, myself, Neil and Rachel Oliver. It's going to be a really cool uh, roundtable of experts talking about Rentone. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tonight in Barry's group at uh, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. And then what? And then, so that's five to six. Got enough time to eat some dinner, scarf my dinner. And then seven o'clock, we get started. The big, the big events. It's the big real estate investing basic training event is starting tonight at seven o'clock. Very, very excited for that. Yes. Um, so that's going to be seven to nine o'clock every night this week. If you guys aren't signed up, head over to Eventbrite. Um, the link is here in the show on the Podbean app. The link is in the Spotify, iTunes app. You can find it very easily. You can go to our Facebook page. Find the link there. I mean, it's everywhere. But mm-hmm. uh, I think we're just under 100 people. I kind of want it. I want that last little boost. I'm like, so share it with your friends. Um, I've seen lots of people sharing it. Yes, thank you so thank much. You. Let's let's get as many investors out there as possible. And, um, you know, if you've taken something like this before and you're like, yeah, it's just another boot camp. You know, it's the same, same. I already know the basics. It's good for all levels of experience. It's not just for new investors. And, and maybe sometimes you might catch a nugget or two that, 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 that might change your, uh, your belief system or the way you look at real estate investing. But we're going to go over all the fundamentals of real estate investing, the basics. And as well, we're going to be giving homework every night just to kind of push you outside of that comfort zone just a little bit, you know, taking a little bit of action, um, which it is my belief that um, it's not education that you need. It's, 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 it's taking action. That's where people struggle. Yeah. I know so many people that are extremely smart. Extremely smart. They they know as much as much as I do. <laughs> but they still just not have not reached the level of success that they keep saying that they want to reach. Mm-hmm. And that's just because they're afraid to do certain things. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of what people are going to think. They're afraid of what's going to happen. They're afraid of the uncertainty of failing. Um, but that's always going to be there. It does not go away. Does it, Gabby, does it go away? No. Gabby and I are trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to figure out a way, and I'm trying to make Gabby feel okay with doing like six flips at the same time right now. You know, yeah. going from one flip to two flips was a big thing. And now I'm like, okay, let's do six. And I can just, she's not saying anything. She's just smiling. Like, but like, I could just see her, like, I might have to take her to a facility. Um, so she could be alone with her thoughts, <laughs> get some help. Like it's, it's, but that's, you know, we're always just pushing it a little bit further, a little bit further. You know what I mean? We're always just stepping outside of our comfort zone to do a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, so where the growth happens you can handle more than you think. That is where the growth happens. I mean, we're still coming up with new cool ideas every day, um, on how to make our business better and better and better and better. And, uh, that's what you need to do too. Right. So it's, you're never really going to have all the answers. You're never really going to have the certainty. Um, but it is extremely important. So we're going to do that. We're going to challenge you this week. Um, we're going to make you step outside of your comfort zone. Nothing too crazy, but enough, enough to get value from this week and enough to, to hopefully change the way you look at it. So definitely sign up. Okay. Um, so two things. I have more, but okay. Um, Jeremy says he has one of those hugging jackets if she needs to hug herself all the time. And I want to know, Jeremy, why you have one of those jackets. <laughs> they call them straight jackets? Yeah. And also, um, Leo says that the <clears throat> RTO roundtable is announced for April 18th on the Facebook page. And he's wondering if that's a typo. Huh. Yeah. That'd be a good thing to clear up, I think. Very interesting. Let me just take a peek at this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it is. Jeremy's cousin is a psychiatric nurse. It is on the 18th? Or it's wrong? <laughs> uh, it's, well, it says the 18th. Um, so let me just take a peek here. And uh, 
and figure out um, second through a text message when she asked me to do it. Um, yeah, she messed up. I will, unless it's today a holiday? No. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know. Let me see. The 18th is a holiday. Yeah. Okay. I will, uh, I'll have my people contact her people and, uh, we'll, we'll start that out. Good, good, good catch. <laughs> mm. So that's this week. Um, very excited to see everybody as well. We've, we're going to be announcing, we have a pretty big announcement this week during the event as well. Um, a few of you guys know about this. I've talked to you about it already. We have a new mentorship program coming out as well. Not going to talk too much about that, but that's that that shit's going to blow your mind. Um, I don't have fast things, right? so I'm very excited to announce that as well. So that's going to be coming out this week, uh, and then you know, big stuff coming next weekend. Easter. The Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, gal. I mean, this is going to be an amazing week. I was like, what did I miss? What did you book on the Easter weekend? <laughs> Did you see that? Like I looked up slowly with a glare and then I was like, Easter. I think I, so I believe there's nothing on Easter. Yes. Oh shit. Hang on a second. Oh crap. <laughs> How many of you do I have coaching calls with on Sunday? <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> Is it Easter next weekend? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You're changing those. Sorry, peeps. I want my husband. Was that an Easter joke? Peeps. Peeps? Like those it little yellow. It wasn't meant to be, but. Those little yellow. Nice catch. Marshmallow uh, things. Crap. <laughs> I did not think about that when I was booking Coach Golf. Yeah, James. I saw your name there in the calendar. <laughs> uh, we may have you, to reschedule you, you that. You have your own. You have your kids too. Oh, that's that's my fault. Yeah. Like, um, I've had to do a lot of rescheduling in the last couple of weeks because mm -hmm. of our trip, and then because the cabinetry, and then because of the basic training events this week. And like, yeah, um, you know, I can't do any coaching calls in the evenings this week. And then uh, one other thing that we're rescheduling as well, or not rescheduling, but there will be no um, Friday live training this week either. Yeah, because we're going to be doing the. Um, the basic training. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, my calendar's been, schedule's been a little all over the place lately, so I apologize. Um, it is in the afternoon, let's be honest. Once the Easter eggs hunt is done, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what do we got going on today? I'm getting ready for uh, this evening's events. Yeah. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, Setting up a printer, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gabby got a new printer. Yeah. Can I point out that Donna McGuire is up very early? Unless, unless that's Barry on Donna's account. Donna is up very early, and Donna doesn't normally get up this early. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Donna, we need to know when the RTO roundtable is. Either that is it or... today or is it next Monday? Either that or Donna heard us talking about her. We were just talking about you, Donna. Um, your, your The Facebook Live event tonight, the Rent Own Roundtable, is set up for April 18th. Is that correct or was that a mistake? We missed you too. Did your people wake her up? <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Kathleen, no, my printer isn't set up yet. Have you seen how busy I am lately? <laughs> Well, that printer is going to be a new... Yeah, it's just going to be a box in the middle of the room for a while, I fear. And laundry will start packing up on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know how it is, guys. This is not a... I don't know why you bought... I, I think you should have probably got the Geek Squad to come home with you to, to set it up. Staples doesn't have a Geek Squad, do they? I don't know. But even uh, Gabby was just <laughs> saying yesterday, she goes, oh, by the way, I, I don't know where I'm putting this printer, so I think it's going to go next to your desk. Yeah, it's not going to fit in my office. It's a beast. Mm. I need my Zen space, which is currently covered in tax papers. <laughs> yeah, we don't open that door anymore, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oops, RTO roundtable is tonight. Okay, perfect. You heard it here first, folks. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Donna will fix that. Um, we're very excited for that tonight. 
Um, mm -hmm. uh, we talked a lot about that flipping tax on Friday. Um, how many of you, after we did that episode on the flipping tax, on the uh, anti-flipping tax proposal episode, how many of you saw people sharing posts about it on Friday? Did you? I did. I had a lot of people sending me messages being like, are these people serious right now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're morons. <clears throat> Some uh, quote-unquote real estate investing experts. Sophisticated. In our, sophisticated experts. Uh, Some would call them uh, social media influencers who were, uh, yeah, posting stuff about it. Um, about I how had, it's like bullshit and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the first step and then they're going to start. They're going to be taxing everything. They're going to be doing business tax for all of us. If you sell your home, you know, they're going to be, this is the first step and then they're going to be taxing everybody's uh, real estate purchases. Um, I had to do a little more digging into it actually. And not a lot because we were busy, but I'm like, okay, I'm tired of reading Bloomberg.com. I'm tired of reading Forbes.com. I'm tired of reading like all these like weird, I mean, they're, they're whatever. Um, these days, anybody can write an article on Forbes.com or Yahoo.com. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, Unless it's like CTV, CBC, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I don't really trust articles. But even those, I mean, like they, they, they have someone within their team or within their, their payroll that is an expert and quote unquote expert in that particular field that writes the article, right? So I'm like, I'm going right to the, to the government website, which was very difficult to find actually because it's a proposal. Right. Um, I, I could have watched maybe the, the live address. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I go to uh, liberal the, the liberal government, like the liberal yeah. party's website. And I shit you not, what did they call it? They had, they had a one paragraph summary of what it was. Mm -hmm. And they said, we are proposing a flipping tax. They called it a flipping tax. And that's not me saying like flipping. I'm not like substituting flipping yeah, yeah, yeah. for fucking. I'm saying <laughs> they called it a flipping tax. And I'm like, I'm no political expert. Okay, but like typically when people introduce taxes, you know what I mean? You try and avoid calling it a tax. I mean, they were trying to call the, the carbon tax a levy for the longest time. Just like that word tax is like a bad thing because mm -hmm. you're introducing a new tax. And I find it so weird that they called it a tax. They introduced it as a tax. But it's not a new tax. It's not. It's just. It's not. It's, it's just. Um, it's business income. Yeah. No, but what I'm trying to say is like they're just like reinforcing something. They're putting an actual like strict 12 month. Like they're all they're doing is like bundling it up neatly, something that already existed. Yes. So it's not like they're proposing something new. So and see, that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. If they're proposing a flipping tax, it must be something new, right? It's not. I know. But that's why people get in an uproar, uproar because they're, it, it, it appears to be something new that didn't exist before when they say they're proposing something like that. I mean, you, they, they need to be more clear. I actually found an article that summarized it. It was, um, it was some tax firm, sorry, accounting firm. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, Farber Tax Law. Okay. Was was like some um, some firm that that covers tax law. Sure. And I'm like, and they summarized it on the three different types of taxes, right? Your your principal residence exemption, your capital gains, you know, for like rental properties, and then your business tax when you were in the business of flipping properties, right? Mm -hmm. I've known about this for years. This is very simple stuff. But, and I know what the government's trying to do. They're trying to prevent people from saying, this is my home, they're buying it, and then they're selling it very quickly mm -hmm. so that they don't have to pay any capital gains tax. They don't have to pay any tax because they're using the principal residence exemption, mm -hmm. right? But that's not your home. That was never the intention of it being your home. This, right? is, also, this is also very prevalent in uh, pre-sale condos. <clears throat> so people buying a pre-sale condo, I'm moving into it 5% down, and then it takes, you know, years to be built. So, and that's fine if, if, 
if it was your home, if it was your intention for it to be your home, all they're asking is, is that if with if it's within the first twelve months, please show us some proof that something happened yeah. that forced you to have to sell your property, mm-hmm. and then we will allow you to keep your re- principal residence exemption. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's example two. So they're, they're just trying to cool people from being idiots and taking advantage of tax tax fraud loopholes, mm-hmm. right? If you're gonna say that it's your rental property then rent it out, right? If you're buying something as a rental property, then that's a rental property. But if you're buying something as a rental property and then selling it in a few months and thinking that you're only going to have to pay 50% of the capital gains, well, I mean- If you don't have rental income on your T1, <laughs> good luck. You don't have any rental income. I mean, like, and, and to be honest, they don't have anything in here to, to say prove that it was going to be a rental. They're just saying, keep it for a year. Yeah. Is that- unreasonable if your intention was for it to be a rental property and then you sell it in in, a, in the first 12 months then it's quite clear that, that was not your intention right and they're trying to prevent people from purchasing real estate based off of speculation which is what a lot of people are doing and it's yeah. and it's affecting the prices yeah. right and then lastly if you are in the business of flipping properties you know the old example <clears throat> this might have been right from from don campbell's book no uh Oh, oh, you know, maybe it was the 97 the tax, tax tips. Tax tips, yeah. Maybe. One of the books I read <clears throat> very early on, someone explained it to me very easily. Are you in the business of selling apples or are you in the business of selling apple trees? I've always loved this. If you're in the business of selling apples, that means you buy an apple tree, you grow apples and you sell apples, right? Therefore, when you sell your apple tree, you're only taxed on half of the capital gains, right? Mm-hmm. If you are in the business of selling apple trees, then you're taxed on 100% of the capital gains. Right? Very simple stuff. You bought an apple tree with the, with the intent of selling apples. You utilized it. You grew your <clears throat> apples. You sold them. You know, if... Season if, after season. And the deductible expenses on each of those different trees are different as well. The deductible expenses on on when you're buying an apple tree to sell apples, you know, it's only you can only deduct expenses for getting it back to the same condition as what you bought it. Right. So if you had carpets and it needed to be replaced, you can deduct the cost of replacing the carpet. Okay, but you can't add an addition onto your apple tree. (laughs) Okay, you can't you can't add a swing. All right. Because that that's 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 new you can only replace what was already existing however if you are flipping apple trees buying apple trees and selling them or buying them growing them and then selling them okay then it's the improvements that you can deduct Mm -hmm. right very different stuff this is this isn't anything new though this has been around for a long time they're just they're just finally starting to define it a little bit more because people are taking advantage of these little loopholes yeah um Anyways, but like Gabby and I have a, a, a flipping business, right? We buy properties, we sell them. We pay we pay 100% of the capital gains, yep. like the tax on 100% of the capital gains. Nothing's changed. Nope. It's always been that way. But I think it's just a definition. Of, and I'm looking for someone to prove me wrong because I haven't found much information on this. But this is, I don't see anything new here. Yeah. And it's super annoying when you see headline readers posting online saying that they're taxing us and they're adding in a new tax and now they're calling it business income. The amount of messages I'm getting saying, well, how's your uh, flipping business affected by this? It's like, not. It's not. <laughs> this is nothing new. Well, they're, they're adding in this new business tax. They're trying to slow down the market. No, I've always paid tax. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> what do you mean? Anytime you make money in Canada or <laughs> anywhere, you're going to pay tax on it. It's, 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 this is nothing new. Well, if you made three hundred thousand dollars, that means uh, you know, in, in flipping this year, that means you're only going to get like, geez, like one hundred and sixty, one hundred seventy. I'm like, same thing if you made three hundred thousand dollars at your job. Yeah. Do you think you get to keep all the money? No. You made one hundred and twenty thousand dollars last year. How much did you actually get? Eighty. Nothing new. Just a, <laughs> this is business. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not the best tax brackets. I mean, flipping. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably do a lot better by um, selling pizzas, 
right? Or selling easy bake ovens. I don't know. Like you can probably the, the tax advantages or the, the way that your tax is probably a lot better for those businesses. <clears throat> but this is just another arm of our business. This isn't our livelihood. Right. Yeah. Um, I was going to read the article, but to be honest, I think I summarized it really well, but um, I've, I've, I bit my tongue so many times this past weekend, especially on Friday. Um, I have so many screenshots saved in my photos and so many pre-written posts. And I'm like, no, 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 don't start any fights online. <laughs> it's Just, not a good place to fight. <laughs> no, I know it's, uh, so for those of you that, that are dedicated and that wake up early every morning and that listen to the podcast, here's me telling you, okay, um, I will not argue with people online. It's just not worth it. But that that is what it is. And if you're uncomfortable with being taxed <laughs> on your on your business income, then then maybe you shouldn't be in business. Just stick to or your work. salary or work. <laughs> just don't stop going to your job. There's plenty of government programs that'll take care of you. Yeah, there you go. Done. Stop going to work. Um, <laughs> um yeah. That's, 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 I'll leave it at that. But if I, oh, fuck, God, if I see one more goddamn article <laughs> or one more person commenting, let it go. <laughs> uh, we got some updates um, this past week. Do we? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got lots of stuff we didn't talk about last week. Um, you filled two vacancies. Mm, yeah, I did. I did. I felt uh, actually it was one property. Both the main floor and the basement suite were vacant mm -hmm. um, from our tenant who was deported and another one that left at the end of her lease. Um, yeah, I was just having trouble picking a good tenant. Lots of applications, <clears throat> lots of bad applications. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but it, I got it all filled now with some great tenants and yeah. Yeah, so the um, basement suite, um, she messaged me in the morning when we were doing the move-in, and she tested positive for COVID. Oh. <laughs> so she, uh, thankfully, she had paid for her current rental until the end of the month, and then also paid for ours <clears throat> to move in um, a few days into the month. Yeah. So she, it wasn't like she was like hooped and you know had to try to move while she had COVID. But yeah, I did the inspection by myself. I had a little, it had been vacant for, I think, just under a month or just over a month, somewhere around there. And so usually if it's been sitting for that amount of time, there's a little bit of dust and stuff. So I just wanted to go in and sweep up again and make sure that it was all good for her. Nice. So yeah, I went and I did that and I did the inspection and I scanned it and sent it to her and signed now and all that kind of stuff. So pretty cool what we can do these days. Yeah, I was impressed because like that that new tenant in the basement suite, the one you're just talking about, the test mm -hmm. positive, Gabby was like, she's filling that vacancy from the cabin retreat on Saturday, like mm -hmm. last week. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. She's like, oh, I'm just filling a, a suite right now while I'm at the cabin retreat. Yeah, went to snuck away and wrote up a lease contract, sent it to her and signed now for signature. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I it's like, yeah, you can basically do everything from afar. Hmm which is great. It's very handy when you have a busy life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you, like you said, you had to go in, but we could have very well have just um, sent someone down or, or you've already probably done a walk-in inspection, you know, already. You probably could have just done all that remotely and not even had to go in, just given her the lockbox code. Mm -hmm. She had the key. She could have went in, but obviously we had to do a little bit of light dusting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you increase the rent? Wilson was curious. Um, yeah, ju well, just slightly on the um, main floor. Okay. So it was uh, seventeen fifty, including utilities, and I brought it up to seventeen ninety five. Mm -hmm. And the basement suite um, was quite drastic, but the reason being, when we filled it uh, about a year and a half ago, I think she was with us, year and a half, almost two years. 
she moved in like the week of Christmas. So mm. we were in the dead of winter. We were having a really hard time finding somebody. It's a small one bedroom basement suite um, in a less desirable neighborhood, not the best neighborhood. So we were having a heck of a time. And so we, so the way that we got somebody in fast is we dramatically decreased the rent because um, we were, we were losing a couple months there on rent. So and then she stayed with us for a long time and she was a great, great, great tenant, really good tenant. So we didn't increase the rent while she was there. And yeah, so I brought it up from like, I can't remember what it was at, like 775 or something. Keep in mind, teeny tiny little one bedroom mm -hmm. basement suite. Plus and utilities? It, or uh, not? Including. Oh, wow. And brought it up to 995. Oh, nice. Perfect. So, yeah. Which is, which is market rent for what it is and where it is. Nice. Yeah. Well, our partner will be happy to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very cool. Mm -hmm. And the upstairs, how much did you increase rent on that? Uh, seventeen fifty to seventeen ninety five. Okay. So yeah, um, almost fifty bucks. I think the reason why Wilson was asking was because uh, he was mentioning on the flip tour that I think he increased the rent as well. Well, he says one of my basement suites is drastically low. Renewing September thirtieth. Not sure if I could should increase to market value or not renew the lease. I think that if they're a good tenant that you should at least just like have a proper conversation and say, look, like you're a good tenant, but the rent that you're paying is way under market and it isn't sustainable for us as business owners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, although I don't want to be doing this, I do have to get it up to market rent. I understand that this might now may not be affordable for you. And if that's the case, I'm really sorry. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it is what I have to do. I'm not doing, I'm not putting it any higher than it needs to be. I'm putting it, you know, up to market rent where it needs to be for me to run my business properly. Mm. So, you know, I, I really hope that this can work for you and that we can keep you as a tenant. But I understand if it puts it out of your range and just have that on, honest conversation. Right. Um, saying that this isn't trying to kick you out. This isn't about, you know, you, this is, this is my business and yeah. Hmm. But if they're, uh, okay. So Wilson says define good tenant. <laughs> pays no, no such thing in a suited house. <laughs> pays two months in advance, but <laughs> nags joking. about everything. Yeah. That's your call, Wilson. I don't know what you want to put up with. In a suited property though, you're probably going to usually have somebody who nags. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you did a lot of talking this weekend, eh? Yeah. Am I losing my voice already? <laughs> Can you hear Gabby's voice getting a little raspy? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And there's going to be a lot of talking all week. Yes. Yes, yeah. there is. Um, I, I assume that rents will probably be rising up a little bit here. Um, less people coming, most people coming into the market and, you know, trying to get into home ownership and they can't anymore. So, I mean, I don't know how dramatic it's going to be or how noticeable it's going to be. But uh, definitely, I think that um, naturally, we should see some increases in rent. Mm -hmm. Depending on how long this lasts, it's tough to say. Yeah, We're still very early. Um, I just want to point out something that Cody said here when I finished talking about the uh, anti flipping tax, he said, if you look at the motive of liberals, it makes sense for them to call it a tax. First of all, it will scare away a percentage of people trying to flip. And it will tell everyone in the industry there that they're doing something about it, even though they did nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fair perspective. Yeah. I, I, I said it last week. It's probably a scare tactic, right? And also from a political perspective, when you're trying to get votes, um, there are far less investors than there are renters, right? And, and, I, and I believe it. I think we should find a way to, to cool down the market or at the very least just set, set an expectation or a standard for what the market is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um I, uh, this this might not be received well, but I don't think that everyone is entitled to owning a home. I don't. Yeah. I think that real estate is an asset that classes is always going to go up in value because there's only a certain amount of it. And that you should have to work for to be able to purchase. What what I'm saying is is that it's it's a commodity. It's like a commodity. Land is like a commodity, right? It's mm -hmm. just like they make a, a finite amount of Bitcoin, mm -hmm. so it'll always go up in value. I mean, that's the direction it goes. But like, we're always going to be continuously growing. The population is going to continue to grow. 
and there's only a certain amount of space. So they can do what they can to, um, you know, with densification and like adding more units into certain lots and like cramming everybody in. But like what I'm saying is, is that there's only a finite amount of livable space um, that you can put a house on near water. You know what I mean? It just, it's, that's, it is what it is. So, you know, keeping house and then obviously inflation and the cost of materials and stuff like that to build houses. It's just, it's not, I mean, it's, it, it sounds nice, but the value is always going to go up. Mm-hmm. And what we get, what the average household income is, is not always going to match that. So it's just it, it, the, the belief that everybody is entitled to owning a piece of land is just not realistic. And that's not me saying it as a capitalist pig. I'm just saying that it's not guaranteed mm-hmm. and things are going to happen in the market. And I'd like to cool down, you know, a lot of these markets because a lot of it is, has nothing to do with the actual value of the land, it has everything to do with speculation and people just being greedy. Um, so calm down like the, you know, the foreign investments and stuff. I was like going to say, and I 100% agree with stopping foreign investments from picking up all of, you know, all of the land and the properties. But if you're, if you're going to cool how many properties people can buy and putting a limitation on it, I mean, why don't you just give everybody one, one little spot of land? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that, that start, that's what that's going to change is that's going to change democracy to some other, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't believe that everybody is entitled to it. I think that it's unfair. Yes, of course, I think it's unfair, but I just don't believe that it is a birthright of everyone to own a piece of property. So in, in our in our market, it has been it has been accessible for everyone for a very long time. Yeah. Everyone making a hundred thousand dollars a year can mathematically save based on the cost of living in our country. If your family is making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you can save fifteen to thirty thousand dollars for a 5% down payment. And you can, based off of that income, afford the mortgage payments, property taxes, and cost of living uh, that comes with it, right? So we have been able to a very long time. But for most cities in Canada, the, the cost uh, for a home has been closer to six hundred to 700000 whereas the 5% is not realistic for the $100,000 family anymore. Mm-hmm. You cannot save 34000 30 to, th- sorry, no, it's not- Six hundred thousand is thirty to fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You cannot afford the mortgage payments on that five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Yeah, right. So this is what I mean. Like this will eventually happen. I don't think that our minimum wage or our salaries will that the, the average salaries will be able to keep up with it. So it's coming. It's got a certain point. People are going to need a significant amount of more money to put down to reduce, to be able to have the down payments and to reduce their mortgages um, so that the mortgage payments are affordable based off the average income. And unless your family is giving you their, you know, your parents' home when they pass, Mm -hmm. or unless your family is pulling out a HELOC so that you can use that money you know, some of their equity to put down and then buy your own home and you're going to cover the interest cost. And eventually it's just going to happen. I don't think that our, our incomes will keep up with it. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know, like just like changing the down payments for investors. I mean, changing the down payments for investors, um, putting a stop to pulling out equity for down payments. I mean, that's definitely going to have, that's going to slow things down as well. But again, just eventually, I just think yeah. that the the values will go up and I don't think our, our incomes will be able to keep yeah. up with it. Well, I also think that, you know, it's something that we've talked about a lot in the past several years is that people also need to be adaptable to what is happening. So, um, you know, like look at Wilson and Jess, for example, their market was really crazy and they wouldn't have been able to continue growing and building what they wanted. So they moved to a market where they could. And I think it's the same for homeowners. Like you have the ability 
if you want to become a homeowner and you're in a crazy market where you can no longer afford to live or to buy or even the rent, you have the opportunity to move somewhere where you can. And I think that that's something that people are, are not adaptable to. They don't want to pick up and move their lives. But if they want to go and buy a house that they can afford and live the quote unquote dream, then they are able to do that. Like we, you and I are both not from Alberta or from this area where, you know, you're from Ontario, I'm mm -hmm. from BC. Um, my sister and her family are currently selling their house to move to the East Coast where they can live like kings and queens compared to trying to scratch by on their really great salaries. But in BC, where things are crazy, where everything is crazy, it costs yeah. so much to do everything. So they have decided they will pick up and leave to a place where they can have a better, more prosperous life. So, yeah. you know, we all have decisions to make. We all get to decide what what kind of life we're going to live, where we're going to live it, and how it's going to be affordable to us, whether that be changing our jobs to make more money, whether that be moving to where it's more affordable, whether, you know, like you have decisions to make about every aspect of your life. And you can decide to just complain and be poor and not be able to afford the dream, or you can make changes in your life to make those dreams happen. So there's the adaptability. What you're smirking. I'm just, I, this is probably the only place that we could talk about this uh, comfortably and safely without being shit on by someone else. You know what I mean? Uh, if you, if you, why? Had, because the government should help us. If you started this conversation on a social media platform, if you started this conversation in the middle of a grocery store, you would get spit on. Because <laughs> people want handouts. But it's not so simple, Gabby. We can't just uproot our family, Gabby. Hell yeah, you can. We can't just we can't just go and like pack up our minivan and go move all the way to the East Coast, okay? We have family here, okay? We have jobs here. You think that I can just go and get another warehouse job or an, like another pipe fitting job or another bank job and, and, and just assume that I'm going to drive all the way across the country? Like, do you have any idea what that means? What am I supposed to do with my armoire and, and my couches? And you think it's just Sell so, that shit. You think it's so <laughs> easy, Gabby? I shit you not. I do. I really, really honestly do. I might be bringing in two controversial topics at the same time, which I'm not intending to. I was watching King Richard last night. It's that new Will Smith movie. Um, but the, the the William sisters. And he's he's out there every night and he's training his daughters um, mm -hmm. to, to be the best tennis stars ever. Um, and they're in Compton and they're, and they're constantly getting harassed by, you know, gangs and stuff like that. Um, Will's getting, you know, Richard's getting his ass kicked, you know, trying to protect his daughters. You know, these guys going after his daughters and, you know, being dinks. Um, and in just in my mind, I'm like, why the fuck don't you just move? You know, same kind of thing. You have a van, you got the goofy little van, grab your five kids, throw them in the van and go move to a safer city, which is again, another controversial thing about people trying to get out of the ghetto and moving. You know what I mean? It was just, mm -hmm. you know, um, so I'm not going to touch on that subject. It's a completely different topic, but it's the same. It's the same idea. Like, you know, if something is not working, why don't you just move? Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. You don't know what is on the other side. Yes. Uncertainty. I get it. Mm-hmm but you would rather just stay there where you're in your quote unquote comfort zone rather than making a change. It's the exact same thing. So yeah, if your house is cost too much, then, then do something about it. Yeah. Right. Don't just stay there and cry victim. I get it. It's difficult. I get it, but it's the exact same thing. That's why I said we're, we're in a safe spot right now where I can have this conversation with you guys because I, I know you that, know you that get this gets sent out. <laughs> What? That anybody can listen to it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I know I know the people that, that listen to our podcast. So are you going to... Okay, I was going to say. So are you saying that I'm going to get a whole bunch of messages being no. like, Gabby? <laughs> no. I understand the underlying message of what we're trying to say. Is that life is full of decisions, even, even when you've been dealt. And not saying that everyone has the same opportunity. But in North America you have a far better opportunity than most countries. Mm -hmm. And you can pick up 
and leave and start over. And yes, it's going to suck. And yes, nothing is certain, but you do have an opportunity. Yeah. Right. To work hard. Whereas a lot of countries, the opportunity is not there. Right. Opportunity is a hell of a thing. Having the, you know, the ability to make a decision, what to do with your life is a hell of a thing. Just like everybody else is doing right now. They're waking up, you know, at six o'clock every morning, mm-hmm. you know, learning. They're they're joining our basic training event this week to learn, to take action, right? That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, Jeremy and Wilson both had similar comments here. So most other con- Jeremy says most other countries renting is more common than owning. Only Canada and US is home ownership built into the common perception of the quote unquote dream. And then Wilson also put Canada and the USA are pretty young countries compared to most of Europe and Asia. And in those countries, renting is the norm. It's an effect that will eventually happen here too. So I'm going to, I'm going to add something in here because I'm saying this from the, from the perspective of, of an investor and most of the people that are commenting and complaining about these new um, proposed um, laws or, or taxes are complaining from the perspective of an investor. Wait a second, how this is going to affect my business. This isn't fair. Mm-hmm. This goes the same for us too. And this goes the same for you. Okay. From a renter, non-home buyer's perspective, if it costs too much, then go somewhere else. Right? Yes, you can you can complain about it. I don't even want to use the word complain. You can try and do something about it. If there's something you can do about it, then do it. But if you're just going to sit there and complain, then then fuck off. Okay. The same time from an investor, if the government changes the law, do whatever you can in order to, to, to get the outcome that you want. But if you can't change anything about it, don't sit there and complain. Do something else. Yeah. Make a change. If they completely outlaw flipping on properties, are you going to sit there and cry about it? Or are you going to move on and do something else? There's plenty of other things that you can do. You're an entrepreneur for fuck's sakes. Go flip something else. Go flip cars. Go flip houses. God, there's a huge industry right now for cars, right? There's a huge demand for cars because of the chips and the the supply chain being interrupted and stuff like that. Start buying up low cars. Yeah, there you go. People are are hurting right now and they, they don't have a whole heck of a lot of money. Buy their cars rather than buying their houses. Do a little bit of work to it, right? Oh, I'm not a mechanic. Hire a mechanic. I'm not a, I'm not a contractor. You think I'm flipping my own houses? Hire a mechanic on your team. Get them to flip the cars. Get someone to sell them for you, right? Sell them to a dealership. There you go. Bam. Problem solved. You're an entrepreneur. Grow up. But this hasn't been done. Like, but like we're we're talking about we're talking about like if it happens. This isn't this hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. This is proposed and people are misreading it. But if it does happen, don't sit there and complain. Do something else. You're an entrepreneur. Right. Find something else. You could, you could, you could buy rental properties. You could, you know, heck do rent to own. Right. There's so many different things you can do in real estate. Adapt. Adapt. Right. You're not always going to get your way. Sometimes it is outside of your control. Don't focus on things that you can't control. Focus on things that you can control. Right. Mm hmm. Al Ray says, that is why myself and my wife moved here from South Africa. God damn it. Boom. From South Africa. They moved here for opportunity. That's amazing. What are you guys complaining about? Not you guys. What are they? What are the people? Stop. It's <laughs> stop complaining. Stop complaining. Yeah. Focus on the things that you can't control. Right. And, and, and that's not saying, you know, don't don't fight for it. I mean, if there's an opportunity to fight for it, focus on the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And if you can't control anything, then just move on. Right. That's how entrepreneurs work. I tell you. <laughs> Tessa says, my husband has been flipping since a child. Haha. <laughs> Age six, licorice. Teen years, cigarettes, then bikes. Vehicles since a young adult, and now vehicles, ATVs, boats, and real estate. <laughs> the, the art of the flip is... is I love that. It's pretty kick-ass. Except the cigarettes. Gives <laughs> a shit. Yeah. There's money to be made. People want to buy cigarettes, and someone's got to sell them. True. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Where do we go from here? I think people got the point. We got about 10 minutes left. One other thing I wanted to talk about today. Um, so um, Jeremy asked about house hacking. I think we'll just chat about that tomorrow. So if you guys are interested in knowing what ha- house hacking is and um, what was his question? Um, and what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of house hacking? Um, we could talk about that there tomorrow. I'm just going to make a quick note here. I missed that. Um. At our Loyola property, um, Gabby got a phone call on Saturday at the flip tour. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby had to sneak off again at the flip tour. Um, took a phone call and I thought it was something serious. I mean, she, she's looked like, looks like something happened to a family member. She was just so like serious about it. And okay. Do you need to go over here? And kind of took her to the side and then, uh, I guess something happened that they were installing the kitchen. I don't even know what really happened because I only heard a little bit of it and they had to go back to the the flip tour. But like, what did happen? So I got a a text message during the flip tour. We were at um, Wilson and Jess's house. So I apologize, Wilson and Jess, for sneaking away there. Um, But I got a text message from um, my sales guy from the kitchen place. And he said... um, something along the lines of, hey, Gabby, so my installer is there right now and we're going to have to make a um, imp- like an impromptu change to your design <laughs> um, because where the dishwasher is, there's, and I, st- I still don't know exactly what the, what the issue is. So I, that's something that's in the calendar to figure out today. But there's like a pipe or something and the dishwasher won't be able to be installed there. So we're going to have to flip the sink and the dishwasher, like switch trade spots. And I was like, what? It's like the dishwasher is literally going exactly back to where it was and the plumbing has not changed. So I was like, what is he talking about? And so I was like freaking out because if you do that, then the sink isn't under the window anymore Mm -hmm. and the sink goes under the window. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wait. Uh, And so I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that this like then the sink isn't going to be under the window. And he's like, well, it'll still be under the window, but it won't be centered. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, just no, you can't do that. Like, that's, that's not something that you just do. Like, why yeah. are you suggesting this to me? And um, so I, I called him and he didn't answer, but then he called me right back and he's trying to explain to me what's going on. And I'm like, no, I'm like, this isn't okay. We can't do that. That's not an option. So what, what do you need from me to make that not, be a thing. And so he said something about the pipe will need to be moved or a line will need to be changed or something. I'm like, okay, we'll deal with that. Like, but I, I can't deal with this right now. So I'll get back to you on Monday after I talk to my contractor and my plumber and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so like an hour later, he sends me like, I, Wayne, I didn't even tell you this, but he sends me like six pictures about how the floor and the ceiling are very unlevel and that um, his installer can like, you know, um, make the base cabinets, he can um, manipulate the base cabinets to be more level, but that some, that the seal, like, oh, you just <laughs> I don't even, I can't even remember the extent of it, but he's like, we can, you know, make the base cabinets more level, but then the top cabinets, which are supposed to go up to the ceiling, um, still might not be level on the ceiling because the ceiling doesn't appear to be level. So, oh, shit. yeah, so he's like, I don't know if you want to not have the cabinets go up to the ceiling or um, or if you just want to fix it with your backsplash, but then your backsplash might look sloppy. And I'm just like, Neo, I can't deal with this right now. I'll, I'll call you on Monday. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. So kitchen drama that we'll have to figure out. Which I don't even have time to figure out today. So I'm going to have to make time, but that's frustrating. But this yeah. is the kind of stuff that'll just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, even when we're not involved and other people are taking care of it, these are the kind of decisions you have to make. Like, shit, well, do we sacrifice not having our cabinets all the way to the ceiling? Which means that they're probably... But I don't... But that's what I need to clarify is that, like, the kit here, they're ordered. They're built they're at our property is he going to reorder shorter cabinets like i don't understand i think he'd probably just bring them down half an inch to an inch maybe but 
That would be my assumption. I think that would still be very, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's not going to look good, but at the very least it'll look. Yeah. Anyways, we'll talk to the contractor and see what's going on. Yeah. I, I think that dropping them down an inch makes the most sense. So that way everything visually looks good. I mean, there will be a gap up top, yeah. which will be uneven. Uneven gap. Yeah. However, you know, someone's going to notice the backsplash more. Um, yeah. So how fact. does, how does moving the sink, swapping the sink and the dishwasher solve that problem? That's what I don't understand. Or is it the fact that they're kind of playing around with the levelness, but now the dishwasher won't fit anymore? I don't think so. Cause he didn't mean that was like an after the fact issue that came up. Um, Zakaya says we painted the top part of the walls in the kitchen in case this happened. <laughs> Forward thinking. Yeah. Good job, Zakaya. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what you guys will be dealing with this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to sort that out. I don't know. I mean, it might just be best to have them show up on site today and then and, just meet Zakaya. Yeah, meet Zakaya and, and, and you guys can get out. that figured out on site. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to drive all the way down to St. Albert to, I mean, I'll let you guys make a judgment call. Yeah. As long as, as long as the dishwasher isn't underneath the window, <laughs> I think that, that would just be so dumb. Yeah. Somebody would walk into there and be like, why did they do this? Like, why is the sink not under the window? Yeah. 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 And the floor is already, like the, the vinyl is already installed. So like, there's not much we can do about manipulating. Yeah. The flooring. The floor. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Don't know much. Oh, well, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and this thought, is my, any... like, this is my, like, I'm so excited about this kitchen. So if it's not, like, perfect, I'm going to be really upset about it. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to get emotional about uh, about these types of things, but I'm, this is my kitchen. I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's been a, a bunch of stuff that's happened to this particular flip, like the, you know, the no sheeting thing on the roof. But to be honest, this, this property has been relatively like yes. quiet. Yeah. We haven't really run into many things. So I suppose we were due. <laughs> we were due for something like this. Yeah. But we like, like Gabby said, we just want to get the kitchen in. We want to get this thing done and we want to get it sold. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know where we're at for timeline yet. I got to double check in on it. I, I don't, I don't remember when we bought it, but I'm sure that like my eight week, you know, timeline is, 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 is going to be passing us. Um, we don't really want it to go more than that. Mm -hmm. um, Josh, Josh is, uh, is in the, in the live chat here. He said that, uh, well, let's hope that there's no issues in the, in Leduc like this with the kitchen. Well, what you can do is you can measure from the floor to the ceiling in a few points and see. Yeah, which I'm actually kind of surprised that the kitchen guy didn't do mm -hmm. to know that in advance. I I don't know. I mean, I don't do kitchens, so I don't and I don't do renovations, so I don't even know like if this is something that you know you would assume that no it's house common, no house is completely yeah. square. Oh no, God no. Yeah, no Should room is ever square. So or cube. Um. So you would assume that this would be a normal thing, but. Uh, it is what it is um on, on the topic of flipping we've uh i've got four properties i might be closing on today i didn't get any word i was supposed to get word back from two of them last night and i didn't um but very likely i will have a minimum two properties signed today um so i'm very excited about that i have my earmuffs on I think we're going to take two and sell two. So if you guys are interested in flipping <laughs> and you guys want an assignment, that's just what I'm like. I'm good at it. Like why I'm not going to slow down on my offers gab. Like I, for everybody else who's trying to get involved in flipping right now too, whether in the Edmonton or Calgary or area, you just got to do offers, 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 offers. I, I probably, how many offers have I put out? Like tons. I might get one. I might get 30. I don't know. I really don't know. That's just this market right now. It's you, you just put out as much as you can mm -hmm. and you hope for the best. Mm -hmm. um, so if I get all four, which it's looking like it's a possibility, then I'll probably do two. I know one is in St. Albert. So 
that one there will be lined up perfectly with the end of the one St. Albert project. And then the um, crew can go from that project mm-hmm. to the next project in St. Albert. Um, you know, we got one, yeah, we got three others that, that, that are very promising as well. I don't really know if we have a crew for us who are working on that right now, but if I can't get enough crews, then yeah, guys, like just, if you're interested in this, reach out to me. It's, um, I'm very good at locking up properties. I'm very good at analyzing them. So if you guys are looking for assignments and you're having a real bitch of a time trying to find deals, reach out to me and say, Hey, James like, says his ears are open. Who? James, uh, Kevin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just you got to let me know in advance to let me know what you're looking for because you got to be able to move quick. You got to be able to keep up with me because this is kind of like a relay game. You know what I mean? Like I'm and I'm a fast, I'm a fast sprinter. (laughs) All right, I'm setting the pace here. So if I'm going to pass it, pass the baton off to you, you better be ready to go. Like you got to be able to close in in three weeks. Like it's you got to be able to have financing lined up. So if you want to if you want to take the baton, if you want a really good deal in the Edmonton area, then you need to have your financing lined up. You need to have your renovation money lined up. You need to be ready to go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as luck. It's when op- uh... opportunity meets preparation. <laughs> it's going to say preparedness, and it's like you can no. preparedness is another version of I it, know. yeah. But it felt awkward, so I stumbled. Right? There's an opportunity here. The baton is right in front of you. All you got to do is reach out and grab it. But you better be freaking prepared. Yeah. Right. Um, so Johnny Five says um, he was at our last cabin retreat, and we usually kick off the cabin retreats playing cash flow, the mm-hmm. board game. And Johnny says Wayne's cash flow game stack of cash. I'll buy them all. <laughs> so inside joke for the last cabin retreat. But yeah, Wayne had a fat stack of cash, and he was just like trying to get in on everything. Someone pulls a card, and I'm ready. I've already got my money out. It's fanning. His Here you go. Money. Who wants it? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, we do got to get going, but I just wanted to mention one thing that I learned over the weekend is um, strategy in BC, where the market has been hot for a long time. Um, my sister is currently trying to sell their house, and um, basically, like they've had, uh, I can't remember what it is, fifteen or twenty viewings in like four days. And they're actually, so my my friend is actually the realtor who I went to school with, and so his strategy. Um, is that they're not going to be reviewing offers until next Saturday. So they've given that. they've given a little over a week. Um, I think they listed last Wednesday. So a week and a half for people to get in and see it. And they'll be reviewing offers on Saturday. But what people are doing is because they know that they're not looking at offers until then, is they're booking inspections before they've even put an offer in yeah. to know whether a whether they want it or not and b if there's issues what price they're comfortable putting in Mm -hmm. so they're actually paying for inspectors to go out and do inspections while they wait for the offer period to come yeah which i thought was interesting because people are complaining that they're having to go unconditional or that they're not able to get inspections and those types of things and that's a strategy that's coming into play here is that people aren't accepting offers until a specific date Mm -hmm. so if that's you know, it's something to keep in mind. If you are adamant and needing an inspection, which I recommend you all do regardless, um, that if you know that they're not looking at them until a certain time, trying to book an inspection before then. Yeah. So. Um, I'm seeing a lot more of that right now. Um, a lot of people are, yeah, we got your offer. Yeah, we hear that it's only good until seven o'clock tonight. But at the same time, we're not, I'm still, we're not giving your offer any offers until Sunday. And that's yeah. like literally, that's why I told you I was waiting. It's because two of them, um, one, they were sending the offers into the, to the sellers last night and the other one today. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting here waiting and it, I hate it so much because. Yeah. It's like, uh, take it or leave it. Gave you a good offer. But they're, <laughs> but they know they're in a position of power. So yeah. they, I, they, I, I can't, um, it's unfortunate because they're just waiting for more and more. And then once you hear that there's 12 offers on the table, it's either like, you, you won't put a lower offer anymore. Now you're like, okay, well, how much over asking should I put in? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, cause the fear of missing out, right? Yeah. Um, what's this right here? Jeremy says we should partner up then and take some of Wayne's excess deals. Uh, <laughs> You just wait. Like you have, you have no idea how many offers I'm putting out right now. Like I am, I'm literally all day, every day, just like pulling comps and putting in offers. Um, 
It's my game. I love this. I, I love the thrill of the chase. <laughs> and I don't it. love picking up Wayne's mess that he leaves behind. It's not a mess. <laughs> it's an unorganized opportunity. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, happy Monday. Happy Monday. We will see you guys tonight at 7 p.m. Show up on time. Uh, you're late. You're out. Okay. If you're wondering where the link is. Please. still, if It's okay. Just please show up. Gabby won't let me <laughs> kick you out. Um, if you're wondering where the link is, just go into your Eventbrite email that you received because you registered on Eventbrite and uh, the Zoom link will be there. Um, we'll probably open up the doors around five minutes before and so that you guys can uh, get all settled in and then we'll get started and uh, we will see you tonight. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.